A recent spike in COVID-19 cases in the past week in interior health has brought the virus transmission prevention part of the overall pandemic story to the fore once again. I'm on the line with Dr. Sue Pollock, the interim chief medical health officer for interior health. Dr. Pollock, thanks for taking time out of what must be a busy day for you to, to talk. Thanks, Aaron, for inviting me. Appreciate being here. All right, first question. Revelstoke is open again and busy with visitors and tourists. Let's zero in on the COVID-19 topic of the day. What are you focusing on right now in interior health? As I mentioned, you know, there's been a positive test case spike in the past week or so. Hmm. Yeah, we certainly have seen uh, quite an increase in cases for the interior health region over the past few weeks. And, And just to put that in context, in the entire month of June, we only had six cases across the interior health region, which is uh, quite a quite a large geographic area. And so far in July, we've already had 117 cases reported out across the region. Um, and and as uh, as many people are aware, um, a majority of those cases are currently in the central Okanagan area, and are related to a number of uh, social events and, and indoor gatherings that occurred and and probably continue to occur, um, but going back to late June and early July. And what's different now is that we're seeing uh, we're seeing many of these cases in the 20 to 30 year old age group, which is a little bit different from the cases we were seeing in uh, back in March. Okay, so I wanted to talk specifically about those case uh, outbreaks and and the age demographic. I wanted to talk about uh, a new development. So until now, Interior Health hasn't published information on local outbreaks other than in care facilities. But in the past few days, you've created a new web page that lists significant outbreak events in interior health. Um, will that new web page also be applied to, uh, to Revelstoke if there is a similar uh, incident here? Yeah, so we do have a new a new web page, which is um, helping to provide the public with notifications when there is an exposure event. And every health authority in the province is actually doing this. And so here in Kelowna, we have had um, a few settings or a number of settings where we've had exposures um, where an uh, individual with COVID has been there. Um, and so we are using that to, to notify the public. And that would also apply to any events that occurred um, similarly in Revelstoke. And uh, in, in all cases where we have a COVID confirmed case and we have close contacts identified of that case, we do follow up with them directly and interview them as well. Okay. And this, this page is for, you know, a sort of events that have, you know, got beyond, uh, you know, contact tracers or public health's ability to, to trace them. It's not for, you know, a, a case where, you know, one person uh, catches it elsewhere and then happens to be sick here. Is that correct? Yeah, so this this web page is is for those um, those potential exposures that may have occurred in a in a certain setting or an establishment, um, just to notify individuals that uh, there was a COVID case there and that they may have been exposed, and to provide some um, context around that. Then um, we do ask people uh, to self monitor themselves for symptoms. Mm-hmm. But it is where in situations where we could not reach everybody who may have been in that setting. Okay. So, you know, following provincial policy, Interior Health doesn't share um, cases on a community community by community basis. So, for example, Revelstoke. So citing privacy. Other jurisdictions do, um, you know, finding their way to balance privacy concerns with the need for public health data. Sort of with your background in ep- epidemiology, do you feel the current policy is the right strategy for small towns like ours? Like, for example, we could have a spike here, but not really know about it. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so this has been a, um, a, in terms of the entire response to COVID, it's been a very coordinated um, effort across the entire province. Um, and of course, led by Dr. Bonnie Henry and, and each of the health authorities has public health leaders who meet regularly with Dr. Henry and discuss exactly what you're talking about. And so, um, you know, in the last, uh, I guess, at least month or a bit longer, we have been, um, the province has been sharing data um, and case data by health service delivery area. So that's a little bit more narrowed down than just by health authority, which is how we were presenting data in the beginning. And really the rationale, um, and you've spoken to some of this, the rationale, um, in addition to privacy and confidentiality for people in these smaller rural and remote communities, um, is also that we know that COVID is out there. We know it's in many of our communities and we want people to to take the um, important precautions that we've been speaking about over and over again to protect themselves from, from COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, what is what is your your move when that's not happening? So, you know, for mm-hmm. example, Dr. Henry has called recently for individuals to do their best to influence others around them, uh, you know, be it social media or personal conversation. But, you know, what do you say to a Revelstoke resident who sees things slipping, has been, you know, on their own effort trying to keep the public conversation about caution and prevention going, but maybe, for example, faces a backlash on social social media due to, you know, a variety of social pressures. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say, first of all, thank you to that individual for uh, for doing their part and, and trying to influence other people. And uh, we, you know, all of us have a role, not just as individuals, but as a society. Um, and we're really relying on people to do the right thing um, in terms of um, managing what we're seeing in, in COVID across our communities. And so I'd say thank you to that individual. Um, keep up the great work. And uh, I, we we really feel that most people are doing the right thing. Um, and those right things are physical distancing. That's our number one uh, protection. And we need to be staying apart. Um, that's the number one protection. Um, the other things that people need to be doing and continue to do, hand washing. So we need to have proper hand washing. And people need to stay home when they're sick. Um, we know that not everybody is doing that. Uh, but it's very important because COVID can present in a very, very mild fashion with very mild symptoms. So we do want people to remember that they need to protect uh, others and stay home if they're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Okay, a bit of more of a nuts and bolts question. You know, what is your actual real, you know, contact tracing uh, ability on the ground here in Revelstoke? Do you have any numbers on the, you know, resources available? Um, are you, have you increased them? Are, do they continue to increase? Are you seeking more? Um, do you have a level of uh, uh, faith in, in what we actually, the resources that we have right now? Mm-hmm. So um, our contact tracing resources are actually um, uh, centralized through our communicable disease unit, which is based out of Vernon. And so we have a very specialized team of environmental health officers and public health nurses who do our contact tracing. Um, and they do that for all communicable diseases, not just for COVID-19. So that unit has been in existence for many years. Um, and so when any there's any communicable disease um, exposure event in any community in the Interior Health Region, that team is um, who conducts the contact tracing. So in terms of COVID-19, and in particular over the last few weeks where we've seen this huge spike in cases in, in the Okanagan, we've needed to respond very quickly, um, not only to reach the cases, but also to reach their contacts. Um, we've scaled up. And so we now have 25 to 30 people who are um, conducting contact tracing. And those are, like I mentioned, a combination of environmental health officers and public health nurses. So they would do that for any community. That group of, of staff would do that for any community in the region. And we also can reach out and have reached out to the BC Centre for Disease Control for some additional support around contact tracing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, one of the concerns in uh, smaller uh, rural communities like Revelstoke is limited uh, facilities to deal with local outbreaks, small, small hospitals or health centers. So if there was a spike in cases here, um, can you explain a little bit how you would coordinate treatment with other, you know, uh, healthcare facilities within the region? Um, you know, we often hear limited equipment uh, or, or staff here. What happens if there is, you know, a, a larger outbreak incident here in Revelstoke? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that's a little bit out of my scope, Aaron, in terms of the operational pieces um, around sure. uh, okay. acute care facilities. Um, but I can say that, uh, you know, in the majority of cases, individuals with COVID, um, you know, manage it at home, right? It, it, it is mild illness for, the, for that proportion of people who have more severe illness and require hospitalization or even critical care, they would receive that care in interior health, of course. And um, there's lots of uh, mechanisms we have to make sure if the um, smaller community can't manage that, then we certainly transfer to a larger community. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, have, uh, I realize you have limitations of time, so I just have two more questions. Um, sure. One of the things that I've experienced is I talk to a lot of people in Revelstoke, and, and there is, you know, we'll call a, a spectrum of views on the, you know, on the, the pandemic. You know, in terms of... Uh, what is your strategy for dealing with misinformation or disinformation or just, you know, due to the rapidly changing nature of, of COVID, you know, old information, you know, a month ago, you know, uh, years ago, as it seems, uh, in, in the region? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's quite astounding if you think, you know, seven months ago, we didn't know anything about COVID-19. And um, we have people working all over the world and we look to our leaders at the Public Health Agency of Canada and the World Health Organization um, in terms of in terms of evidence based, new evidence and evidence based uh, practice. So it's quite amazing what we've learned about COVID-19, but we're still learning. And um, it's very important that people go to very reputable sources of, um, of information. And here in BC, we have the BC Centre for Disease Control, which has um, tons of information, um, not just for healthcare professionals, but also for the public. So that's a very good source for people. And we also have um, information on our interior health website. So number one thing is going to, going to reputable sources for information and things that are changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and my last question is, you know, we have a unique context here in Revelstoke. We're, you know, a rural community that's fairly geographically isolated. We're on the Trans-Canada Highway, so we have a lot of through traffic. Um, from sort of a, a public health messaging perspective, how can individuals in a community like Revelstoke with its, you know, unique rural mountain geography and culture, you know, best take responsibility for disease transmission prevention? And, and I wanted to uh, fill you in on sort of a, a local term. We call it the Revelstoke bubble, where we sort of live in this mountain town, uh, mountain paradise, as, as, you know, many residents here view it. And sometimes the outside world can seem uh, far away. And that, that can trick you in, uh, in, in the context of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, COVID-19, like I mentioned, is in many of our communities already and has been. And so um, I think looking out for one another in community, and it sounds like you have a very close-knit community there, looking out for one another is very important. Um, following those public health measures and that advice I mentioned earlier, and thinking about um, those who are more vulnerable to COVID than maybe we are ourselves. And so thinking about um, the older adults in our in our communities, thinking about those with chronic health conditions who really could end up in the hospital or in critical care um, with COVID-19. So thinking about how our actions can impact them 
Um, and we've seen here in Kelowna with just, you know, what started with a few, you know, larger but a few gatherings, indoor gatherings have led to, you know, many, many cases of COVID-19, not just in interior health, but really across the province. Mm-hmm. So our actions uh, can impact many people. Thank you. Dr. Sue Pollock is the Interim Chief Medical Health Officer with in, for Interior Health. Uh, thanks for taking time to, to talk with us today. Thanks, Aaron. Great to talk to you. Okay, thank you.